Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please, watch your children. And now, let the show begin. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. A show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. Let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind and the very first episode of 2020. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is going to be such an amazing episode because I have the amazing Tate Donovan on this episode today. And of course, he was the voice of Hercules from Disney's 1997 animated classic. It uh, <clears throat> seems to me that what you folks need is a hero. I'm Hercules, and uh, I happen to be a hero. But of course, he is known for so much more than his voice. He's been in so many amazing movies. I'm such a big fan of his work. He was in Rocketman recently. Such an amazing performance. He was in Argo, Manchester by the Sea. He was on Friends. And of course, one of my favorites, Love Potion Number 9 from the early 90s. The man has so many amazing credits to his name and he never disappoints us in any of his performances but of course i do want to give a quick shout out to our fellow patrons for the month of january thank you so much mike clemens gemma bright tori garvin and q fortier you guys are epic i have so many amazing big plans for 2020 and you guys are really really helping me get there so thank you so much and if you're listening and you want to help us out go to saturday morning rewind.com Click on the donation tab right there, and donations start at only 2 bucks a month. And that really would help us out big time. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind, and I have a personal one. It's at T. Nidell. But getting back to my interview with Tate Donovan, I was doing some research on him, and I really do not think he's ever done a full interview all about Hercules. So I think we're the first ones, and I think... We're also the first podcast to snag him as well, which is a huge honor because, like I said, big fan of his work. So without further ado, here is my interview with Tate Donovan. Hey, sorry I'm a little late. I, I uh, hadn't, hadn't Skyped in 150 years, oh so I, uh, it took me a while. I had to download the you know, stuff all over oh, again. Yeah, because, so, sorry yeah. Oh, no, I completely understand. I've had gone through so many, like, updates on Skype. It seems like if you don't use it, there's, like, a new update every two months. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't used it in years, I, I realized. And I didn't know my password, and I had to download <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I'm here now. Well, thank you for joining me. I, I, let me just say, big, big fan, not only of, of your voice of Hercules, but also your, your whole span of your career is just amazing. So thank you for this. Oh, well, my pleasure, my pleasure. The purpose of my show is to go back and relive your childhood. I started doing it after my father passed away. I wanted to relive my childhood. 
And for me, Disney feature films have a big part of my childhood. What about you? Was Disney a big part of your childhood too? You know, on Sunday nights, when I'm a little older than you, I think, and on Sunday nights, uh, Disney had um, had a had a show. I forgot what it's called, but I used to live for it. It was just the most fascinating thing. And then when I was ten years old, my parents took me to Disneyland, uh-huh. and I thought that was the greatest place on earth. I, I just was blown away by it, and um, you know, just taking the tram from our hotel. To, yeah. The thing was just so exciting. I, I couldn't believe it. So, um, but in terms of the movies, you know, they had sort of stopped making, you know, movies when I was a kid. Uh, you know, the, they were pretty old. Like, you know, they had, uh, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But that was like, you know, I don't know when when, when that was made. But it wasn't it wasn't like uh, it is now where, yep. where, you know, Disney's pumping out these amazing films. Uh, so, um I, I wasn't really, uh, you know, raised by Disney and, and uh, you know, it wasn't like a huge part of my life. Now, you mentioned Disneyland. What was your favorite ride at Disneyland? Well, it was Pirates of the Caribbean uh, when I was a kid. I was just totally blown away. I just thought it was the greatest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. But, uh, uh, gosh, I, I, don't know, I hadn't been back in a while. Um, you know, I loved the Matterhorn when I was a kid, yeah. too. That was yeah. great. Um, you know, all of them were pretty cool. Yeah, Pirates is definitely one of mine. Haunted Mansion is probably number one for me. Haunted Mansion, that was really super cool. One of my favorite teenage Disney movies was, of course, Hercules. And, of course, you were the voice of the adult Hercules in it. Tell me about that process. What was the uh, audition process like for you? That was a really funny experience. I, um, I went into this waiting room. Uh, it was deep in the valley of, you know, San Fernando Valley. Like I had to drive like 45 minutes. I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and um, I get there and every star my age was in that room. I mean, it was just like packed with like all of the, you know, hot young actors. And I was like, oh man, I'm never going to get <laughs> no this Who can you think of that stands out that you saw in that crowd? Oh, um... Kiefer Sutherland was there. Um, Rob Lowe was there. Wow. Uh, I mean, like huge stars. I was just like, why am I even here? Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Uh, I'm never going to get this. And I went in, and um, it was a really funny um, room. Ron and John were the, in there, uh, the two directors. And they were very sweet. And um, they gave me a little, there was a microphone, and there was a, like a music stand, and the sides were on there. They're like, anytime you're ready to go, you can you can start. And then they just close their eyes. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, oh, they're, they're not. I thought they were like praying or something like that. I was momentarily very confused. And then I was like, oh, right. They can't see me. They're just listening to my voice. Yeah. So then I just went ahead and, and did the audition. And they called me back a couple of times. And, you know, when I got it, I just, I just couldn't believe it. I, I just was so, so thrilled. You know, I was just like... Uh, to work with those people is one of the one of the great experiences of my life for sure. Did you do anything special to kind of get into character as a voice Hercules? Anything really to change your voice? Um, I just um, I'm trying to think. I just sort of you know thought back of when I was like, see, he was seventeen years old. That's what they sort of age they told me, and just sort of the eagerness and the sort of 
you know, d- desire to want to be a, a god and, and um, you know, want to be famous or want to be successful. And um, I remember, you know, like various uh, throughout the, you know, um, recording, you know, there'd be a fight scene in a river. And, you know, so I'd have like a glass of water and I have to like do like choking sounds <laughs> and gurgling sounds. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was a lot of um, punching and jumping and, you know, learning how to, just vocally communicate effort, you know, various kinds of efforts, you know, like landing and getting punched and jumping and, you know, missing the sword. And, you know, like it's, it's, it's really fun uh, to try to figure out what is that going to sound like, yep. you know? Yep. Is this your first voiceover gig that you ever had? Yeah, it was, it was my first voiceover gig. And I, I was, uh, yeah, I was thrilled. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, there's no, there's nothing better really than getting a Disney, you know, lead in a Disney feature, you know, it's sort of like all downhill from there. <laughs> exactly. You know? Is it what you kind of expected it to be or were you kind of shocked with some of the things they did, you know, in, in the voice world? Well, yeah, I mean, um, first of all, I did almost everything totally alone. Yep. Um, I never, I hardly met uh, any of the actors until uh, the premiere um, and it took a long time. It was three years where they would um, uh, record me. And it was like record every once, every three months. Wow. I'd come in and sort of, you know, do a little spot there. And what they do is they, they'd show me um, drawings of like the sequence. Uh, so I'd get a sort of idea visually of what they were doing. And then we'd just go in the recording booth and, um, and mess around and fool around and do it a bunch of times. Mm. And, what was really sh- uh, impressed me the most was working with people who had been doing their job at Disney for decades, you know, for a long time. Yep. Like in Hollywood, most movies and television shows, you know, people are just starting out there, you know, the director has never directed a film before. And, you know, it's like, it's all very fresh and like, you know, um, people are very new at their job, yep. very young uh, and, um, they're sort of exciting and, you know, and this was a group of people that were incredibly talented and had been working with Disney for a long time. So they really knew the process and were very relaxed in a way that I, I wasn't, uh, I had never experienced before. So that was, I felt like I was dealing with experts, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like true yeah. experts not some like fly by night, you know, kid from film school. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It was really uh it was really great. I felt like I was um you know, I could just rely on their expertise. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you have any interaction with your animator Andreas Deja? God, I loved Andreas. He um I had a little bit there was always um uh, a video camera videotaping all of the um recordings and i was like why why are you guys videotaping them they're like oh well the animator likes to um what likes to see you know how your mouth moves and expressions you may have you know while you're saying these lines and stuff like that or or doing these actions and i was like oh that's cool you know could i ever meet him and and they were like yeah we yeah absolutely so i went and i spent the day uh with andreas and he was such a delightful guy. And, you know, 
that was the you know that was back in the day where they did it the old school they 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 did it the way they did it in the 30s you know it was like uh, hand drawn yeah and they'd flip pages you yeah. know and um, they had used maquettes which are these rosin little models huh. of Hercules and um, actually I have I have one of them which oh, is sweet. probably the most valuable thing I own other than a house you know That's what I mean amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's really uh, it's really extraordinary so. Um, they, I think Hercules was the first animated Disney feature to use a uh, computer, and that was just for uh, the Hydra. You know, yep. the Hydra who had nine heads, yeah. or three heads, and then nine heads. Um, that was the first time they ever used a computer to animate. Otherwise, it was just the old school, you know, page flipping, hand drawn. Um, yeah, it was great. It was really neat. So when you go back and watch the film, knowing that he used your expressions to put into the character, can you look at it now and say, hey, that, that's me on the screen right there? <laughs> um, yeah, if I just stick to the face, the body never really <laughs> quite, uh, you know. I tried. I went to the gym a lot, but I never, never quite got there. Um, One day. Yeah, it's really, um, uh, you know, I always was curious, you know, because there were so many great actors who auditioned for it. I was always so... Uh, wondering why did they pick me? You know, like what what was it about me? You know, yeah. and and yeah. when I see it, you know, I, I watched it at the premiere, and then I didn't sort of see it for many, many, many years, and then I watched it again because it's kind of gotten a resurgence. Hercules, it was sort of like a forgotten Disney film for mm -hmm. a while, and um, this summer they did a a, um, a version, a live stage version of it in Central Park at the Public Theater in New York, and. So it seems to be getting like a, a kind of resurgence. And so I've, I've seen it recently and I was like, uh, I was pretty good. You know, like uh, <laughs> I, I see why they, they hired me. You know, I was, I, was, uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 liked, I liked my work. I was sort of like, oh, that's, that's pretty good, Tate. You did a good job. That's awesome. Man. A lot of times, especially myself, I hate hearing my own voice. So it's good that you can look at it now and respect what you did back in the past. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while. You know, you, you, I'm like you. I sort of don't like the way I look or yeah, the, way exactly. I, the way I sound or, you know, um, it's tough to get over that. And, yep. uh, yeah, after a while, you're just sort of like, oh, not bad, not bad. Too. Yeah. After the movie, you shortly came back and did the animated series for Hercules. What was that like? That was really fun. Um, what was different was that it was, we got to, I got to do it with a bunch of actors in a room. That's what I was wondering. A lot more fun yep. uh, than the, the, so we'd sit around and there were great actors and funny guys and uh, the director was super fun and super, you know, they did it so fast, you know, it's like, um, we recorded it in one day, you know, uh, every two weeks or something like that, an episode every two weeks. And, um, you know, we'd be in and out in, in two hours at the most. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. It was really just, um, and I, I thought that it was very clever. I thought it was very well written. You know, it yeah. wasn't like some cheap version of exactly. of, uh, of the Hercules story. I thought it was really clever and, and very relatable in terms of high school. And, um, you know, great, great Greek references. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really funny. Awesome. And what about coming back and doing it for all the video games? I think the last one you did was the uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 that came out last year. What's it like playing a character you did 20 plus years ago? Is it hard reaching that same sound you had? 
<laughs> um, you know, it's funny. It's it's not that hard. It's really. I thought it would be, and I'm so glad that they keep asking me to do it yeah. because I'm I'm expecting any day now to be replaced by some <laughs> actual 17 year old. But um, you know, you just have to raise your voice and really feel eager. You know, <laughs> so it's it's still there. I still got Hercules at least vocally. That's perfect. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to live in a world where they replace you. So thank you for, for continuing your voice. <laughs> uh, I love it. I do it. I do it every day if I could. I have one more quick question about the past. I was reading that you were once considered for the role of uh, George McFly in Back to the Future. Is that true? Oh, well, uh, you know, everybody auditioned for it. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I actually auditioned for it twice. Once, um, uh, and then they gave it to Eric Stoltz, and he did the role for uh, like a month or so. And then they got rid of, they fired him. And then there was a whole other round, and we were all like, "Okay, well now, now we got a shot." And then they hired um, Michael J. Fox. Oh, so you were going to, um, you were going to be Marty then, not just because I read it was George McFly, the father, but you're going to be Marty. Uh, well, yeah, I, I auditioned for, I guess, a, a bunch of roles, and uh, I'm still waiting to hear, actually. <laughs> well, that's a shame. It's one of my favorite um, movies yeah. of all time. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it was really fun. Really fun. But enough about the past. Let's go look about the future. What's coming up for you that you're able to talk about? Let's see. I've got um, a really wonderful movie called What Life is Worth that's going to Sundance this year nice um it's about the 9-11 commission and it stars uh michael keaton uh and it's the true story of how um uh it sounds kind of dry but it is actually one of the most fascinating amazing scripts i've read in a long time about how congress came up with um uh sort of compensating the victims of 9-11 and um, it being in New York City and people having very complicated lives, like how do you, do you pay a guy who was uh, a busboy at Windows on the World who lost his life that day yeah. the same amount as someone who was a hedge fund manager and made $20 million a year? So, like, it, it, aren't their lives e- equally worth something? I mean, you know, it's sort of like it's very interesting how they come to that number. Wow. Um, to compensate you for um, for a tragedy. And uh, Michael Keaton is an amazing, he plays Ken Feinberg, who is, who, uh, is an amazing guy. And, and, of course, Michael Keaton does a great job, as he always does. We worked together um, 35 years beforehand. Oh, man. A, um, a movie called Clean and Sober. Okay. And I hadn't seen him since. <laughs> And so it was, it was crazy to see him again. It was really, it was like, wow, we're both old guys. <laughs> yeah. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's really great. And then uh, also I'm in this great movie called Respect. Yes. Uh, starring, starring, um, um, Jennifer Hudson, uh, Jennifer Hudson. And yeah. And, uh, it's about Aretha Franklin. And, uh, I played John Hammond, who was the first producer to record her. And uh, it's a great little role, and uh, yeah, I feel super lucky to be a part of that cast. And I must say, when I was watching Rocket Man, I was so happy to see you in there. You had a, a great role in Rocket Man. Yeah, that was really fun. That was really fun. I, I hope it does well um, at the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards yeah. and stuff like that. 
Yeah, that role was, um, I'm friends with the director. His name is Dexter Fletcher, uh-huh. uh, old friends of his. And he, he called me up and he basically offered it to like every friend of his, <laughs> you know, like, and everybody turned him down because there was nothing on the page. I mean, what you saw of my performance was totally, wow. I would say 85% uh, just improvised That's and crazy. made up and just sort of created by either me or Dexter. And um, he said, you know, hey, look, I know there's not a lot on the page, but do you want to come to London and shoot this? And I was like, yeah, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> and uh, we didn't really know what, uh, you know, what this, who this guy was. There isn't a lot of, I did some research on Doug Weston and there really isn't a lot on him. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, uh, so, so I went to London and I was like, geez, what are we going to do? And um, they sort of put this wig on me and I don't know what it was, but this wig was, I've never acted with a wig before. And now I never <laughs> want to act without a wig ever again. It was, it was like putting on a mask or I don't know what it was. It was just so much fun. I just put that wig on and I just knew who the guy was okay. and, I just had a blast and, and, and improvised with uh, Taryn was great to work with. And we just had a lot of fun. To be honest, I didn't know if I was going to like the film or not. Cause I, I love Elton John and I just didn't know yeah. what it was going to be like, but I was so shocked and I love the film. Yeah. I, it's such a well-made film. I, I really, I was so happy when I saw it. I thought it was really moving and, uh, my buddy Dexter Fletcher, he just did a great job. And Taryn is just so talented. I mean, he did, oh, yeah. he does not only all the singing, but all the piano playing. And I just <laughs> thought he, he just was Elton John. Yep. He just felt like working with him. You felt like, Oh, I'm working with Elton John. Like he didn't, he didn't question it ever. Was he like a method actor at all? Or would he just go back to his regular self after filming? Um, he, he was, you know, he, he was a method actor in, in a sense, in the best sense. He wasn't like pretentious and mm-hmm. weird and you didn't have to call him Elton, you know, in between <laughs> takes. But he thoroughly was him. Uh, it, it's hard to describe, but you just feel, felt, like when I left, I just was like, oh, I've, I've, I've worked with Elton John. I just know who Elton John is. You know, wow. like uh, there was a, a similar sort of ambition and drive and, um, search for perfection uh, and um, sort of joy of performance that Taryn shares with Elton yeah. on some sort of level. And uh, yeah, it, he, he was great to work with. That's awesome. Really great. Yeah, that's awesome. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully some awards are coming that way. Yeah, I, I, he, he definitely deserves something. And one more film, I must say, I don't know if you get said this very often to you, but I loved Love Potion Number 9. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was a great film. Uh, that, yeah, that was really fun. That's another one where I hadn't seen, you know, since the premiere, and I sort of saw a couple of years ago, and I was like, hey, that's not too bad, you know? <laughs> I was a good-looking kid. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you were. Yeah. I, was, I never really thought of myself as good-looking, and I was like, wow, I was, I, you know, it takes you takes you 30 years to appreciate exactly. your younger self you exactly know? yeah i think i was um, i think i was 13 when that one came out and i remember liking it i haven't seen it probably since then but it was a good film for a 13 year old to watch right yeah yeah it, it kind of holds up it kind of holds up i mean sandy's great in it you know yeah, like yep. she wasn't you know no one had ever heard of center bullet and um 
but you see in it, uh, you're like, oh, wow, she's, she's so beautiful. She's so stunning, but she acts like she's uh, the homeliest uh, <laughs> woman on the planet. That's you know, great. I mean, she really has a fantastic humility to her to her acting yeah uh, yeah it comes across really well in that film yeah it does well all right tate i really don't want to take up too much of your time this has been amazing i love reminiscing about hercules and the past the future thank you so much for your time oh yeah i had a great time it's great talking to you Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.